0: Chapter fifteen. Matthew chapter fifteen. We are living in crazy times. And all God's people said, and I need to turn my mic on, right? I suppose. That good? Okay. Uh just Crazy mixed up times. I I don't know that I have ever in my lifetime seen the kind of stuff that's going on all at once. I mean, I've seen all this stuff in one form or another in a lifetime, but boy, uh, not all at one shot. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in the last days perilous times shall come. And so, you know, it's funny. On one hand, we know what the Bible says. On the other hand, when we finally see the fulfillment of it, we go, oh, look at that. Well, it really shouldn't surprise us. shouldn't take us by surprise. But, you know, can you imagine uh, going through all that the world's going through and will go through, according to the Word of God, uh, will go through in the future and do so without God? To do so without faith, I, I can't tell you how many times I have looked at people that are, you know, that that are saved going through things, and saying, "Can you imagine going through that uh, without God? Can you imagine going through that uh, without faith?" And what I want to speak on this morning, and the Lord has led me to do so, is uh, how to have not just faith. But how to have great faith. We not I I think in perilous times, I think you need not only faith, I think you need to have great faith. And we're going to take a look at that this morning. Uh, Stand with me if you would, and again look in Matthew chapter fifteen. If your neighbor does not have a Bible, please allow them to look on with you. Matthew chapter fifteen, we'll read verses twenty-one through twenty-eight. You read along silently as I read aloud. Says, Then Jesus went thence and departed. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Let's bow for prayer. Father, as we come to your word this morning, we pray that you, we come with hearts that are open to it. We pray that the Spirit of God would have freedom in this place this morning. And we ask God that as your word goes out, it go out in power. Lord, the power is not dependent on me, the preacher. The power is dependent on you, God. And so, God, I pray that you would speak to hearts this morning as only you can, guide and direct in all that's, that's said. And, Father, we pray that our response would be one of submission to you, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, amen, you may be seated. This is one of only two times in all of the Gospels where Jesus makes a commendation on faith. Uh, two different times, he he says, "Great is your faith," and he said it to uh, a Roman soldier, and he said it to this woman. Um, it, it's interesting. He never said it to one of his disciples. He never said it to any of those multitudes that he preached to. But these two Gentile people—they were not even—they were not even Jews. These two Gentile people. Uh, both were, were, were said to have and obtain great faith. And, and you know, that, that's important because there's absolutely nothing that pleases God like faith. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that without faith, it is impossible to please him. And not only, not only was it wonderful that she had great faith, and if you, if you notice throughout that whole story, she is rebuffed, she is put off. She is called a dog. Uh, and, and yet that doesn't deter her. That doesn't stop her at all. And in fact, when you get down to verse 27, and he's just got done telling her that she's a dog, and uh, he, he, she looks up at him and said, that's, that's right, I am, true. But even the dogs get the crumbs from the table. And notice how he flips. I mean, the whole attitude changes. In verse 28, it says, Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Now, for her, understand, it wasn't, it wasn't easy for her to have faith. She had all kinds of obstacles going on in her life. First of all, she had, had her nationality. She was a Gentile. And Jesus was Jewish. And the Jews and the Gentiles... Did not mix and did not like one another. Second one was that she was a she was a, ma- a female in a male dominated culture, and here she is uh, a single woman by herself, coming to the Lord and to His disciples and and uh, making a request. And and then the other obstacle that she had was another obstacle she had was Satan opposed her, and he was opposing her through her daughter, and. Uh, uh, her daughter was vexed with the devil. Oftentimes, one of the ways that, that Satan will attack people is not them directly, but through, through some loved one. And, and if you look at this story and understand it, she was her daughter's only hope. I mean, praise the Lord that the daughter had a, a, a mother with faith. It was her mom's faith that got the devil out of her, and that really saved her life and turned, turned things around for her. Uh, Can you imagine what would have happened had after she had been rebuffed, and if you look at this thing, basically it's three different times, uh, if, if she had just said, look, I, I tried, I, you know, I tried to get through, obviously I can't, uh, you don't want me to come to you, okay, bye. Uh, Her daughter would have still had that devil, but because she persisted. And and understand, she she didn't persist just because she was persistent. She persisted because she had great faith. Her great faith is what made the difference and caused her to be persistent. Uh, The disciples opposed her. I mean, you know, the disciples put her off and said, listen, let's just get rid of this woman. She's, she's a real pain. And then last of all, the Lord himself did not respond as she had hoped him to respond at first. Um, he seemingly ignored her. He shunned her. And, and uh, sometimes when we go to God in prayer... We feel like that. Uh, you know, one of the, 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 the greatest uh, struggles in the book of Job, Job is the very first book in your Bible that was written. Now, it's not in that order. Uh, the, the order is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the, uh, uh, the uh, five uh, books of Moses, which were actually written later. But the first book was the book of, of Job. And Job addresses the, uh, the matter of what do you do when the heavens are brass? What do you do when you don't know what's going on and it seems like everything just falls apart? What do you do when you're trying to do right and, and the roof caves in on you, right in the middle of doing right? But one of the things that, that uh, I, I believe, without a doubt, the greatest struggle that Job had in that whole book was that God did not speak to him. That was his biggest struggle. Uh, he wanted to hear from God, and he did not hear from him. And, and that's how this woman felt. Here she came to God, and he was putting her off. So there's, there's, there's four things that I want you to look at with me this morning about this woman. Uh, that she knew, that she believed... And, and, and because of what she believed, because of the faith that she had, she, she got, I mean, you look at this thing, she got a blank check from God. Look down at verse 28. It says, then Jesus answered and said unto her, and, and again, this, the whole, this whole scene flips in one verse. It says, then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Now, because her faith was great, says, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. You know what that is? That's a blank check. He's, he's saying, listen, what you desire, what you want, it's yours. And it's yours because of the great faith. So what are some things that she believed that caused her to have that great faith? As I said, boy, if there's ever a time... Well, we need to have not just faith, but we need to have great faith. It's today. First thing that she believed is she understood and knew who she was. You know who she was? She was a dog. Uh, you say, well, that's that's kind of rough. Yeah, the Lord was rough on her. She was a dog. You know, And she agreed with that. She said, true. She said, true. Why? Because she understood she was unworthy. She understood God didn't owe her anything. She understood that, that, she, that her life was a mess. Uh, nothing he said or nothing he did could offend her because she already knew that she was nothing. You know, sometimes we come to God with the idea that we are somebody and that God owes us something. Can I tell you something, folks? God owes us nothing. God owes us nothing. Uh, and we need to understand who we are. And she understood that. She understood she was just a dog. And, and uh, when you have that kind of an attitude, there's a, there's a couple of things that, that happen uh, when you know, in, in her case, she knew that, but she also knew that he had the answer. And she knew that it had nothing to do with her worthiness because she was unworthy. It had everything to do with who he was. And uh, uh, so even when he called her a dog, do you notice? She didn't respond in a negative way. Now, I, I don't suggest you do this, but I just say this rhetorically. Uh, try, try to call an American woman a dog sometimes. <laughs> I don't suggest you do that, but uh, you're not gonna get the, in most cases, the same, same kind of response that you got here with this lady. Why did she give that kind of a response? Because when you have great faith and you know, you know who you are, it's, nobody can offend you. Nobody can offend you. You know, the Bible says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, you know whose heart that's talking about? You say, yeah, preacher's talking about yours. You're right, it is. But can I tell you, it's also talking about yours. You are desperately evil. You are desperately wicked. Who's telling you that? A desperately evil, wicked man. Because I've got the same kind of heart that you've got. And you know, when you understand what you're capable of, and you understand what you really are on the inside Nobody's going to offend you with words and names and, and, uh, and actions. And she was, she was not easily offended. In fact, just the opposite, because she knew who God was, and we'll get to that in just a minute, but uh, because of her loyalty, because she knew that there was nothing worthy in her, she was extremely loyal to the Savior, and she was not, she was not going to be moved. Um, when, when a person delights in God, they can't be offended. Uh, keep your finger here and go with me over to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11 talks about the kind of attitudes that we ought to have. And I think, I think the first verse is a good verse for us today. I think sometimes we see all the wickedness going on around this world and we don't see any retribution yet. And we, we start scratching our head and saying, well, where, where's God during this whole thing? Uh, verse one says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Uh, She was, she was, determined to delight in God, and she was determined to trust him and to persist because of what she believed. Verse 5, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth for yet a little while, and the wicked shall shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves, in the abundance of peace. She was a a meek woman, and she also delighted in God. And because of that, uh, she understood who she was. And so she was very, very persistent, even though she understood that. uh, She she was persistent in coming to God and believing that, not only believing that he, he could do something, but believing that he would. And, uh, you know, she could have used a lot of the excuses that we use or a lot of the, a lot of the attitudes that we display. You know, uh, she could have said, well, why would a loving God uh, do something like this to my daughter? What has my daughter done? Just recently in, in our family, we had a death. One of my, one of my nephews passed away. And uh, he is, the, in that family, he is the third person in five years to die. And uh, my sister-in-law passed away just a couple of years ago. And about five plus years ago, my brother uh, passed away. And uh, uh, I have already heard from that side of the family, uh, you know, well, uh, why, did, why did mom die? Because, uh, you know, she was, uh, she was uh, trying to do right. And she went to church and she did this and she did that. Um, that wasn't this lady's attitude at all. She said, look, I know who I am. Uh, I, I deserve nothing. Uh, she could have said, uh, why doesn't God care? Or she, or she could have said, like I have heard some folks say, well, who does God think he is? Well, he thinks he's God. <laughs> and, uh, and you're not. And she, uh, she because of her understanding of who she was, she you know, again, when he said, you're a dog, she did, not, she did not disagree with that. She agreed, but would be thrilled with the crumbs if she could just get them. If God would just give her the crumbs, she'd be thrilled with it. And, and in saying that, basically what she was saying was, I have no rights. You know, I, I can't come to you on the basis of who I am. And she didn't come to him on the basis of who she was. She came to him on the basis of who he was, and that's that's what kept her going. Second thing she knew, she not only knew she was a dog, she knew that what she needed. Uh, When she came to the Lord, she came with a specific request. She didn't come to God and get down on her knees and say, "Uh, bless this day. Give me a good day. Watch over me today. No, if she was specific. I'm not saying those prayers are wrong. I'm just saying when she came to God, her faith caused her to be specific. And and she was honest about her family need. Um, she, she took her problems seriously. I mean, is this is her daughter. This is her, her, her the daughter whom she loved that was vexed by this devil. And she knew that she needed help. Uh, everything else went on hold, while she came to God and asked Him to give her give her help. Uh, she was she was ready to pay whatever price needed to be paid. Understand that this whole scene took place in public. Okay, I mean he, he, it wasn't just. Her and Jesus, and he called her a dog. It wasn't just her and Jesus, and he ignored her. It wasn't just her and Jesus, and the disciples said, Can't we get rid of this woman? Now it was all in public. And other people saw what was going on. She didn't care. She didn't care. Uh, She knew what she needed, and nothing was going to stop her because she knew he had the answer. And uh, she knew she couldn't get one, get an answer anywhere else. She didn't care who knew, and she didn't care what others thought. And you know, when you have one of the things that causes great faith is when you come to God and say, "I don't care what other people think. I don't care if I'm looked at as a religious fanatic. I, I don't, I, I don't care what other people's opinions are. I know what I need." And I need to, to, to go to God and get this thing settled. So she knew what she needed. And then thirdly, she knew who Jesus Christ was. She knew who he was. Notice in, in uh, look in chapter 15, look down at verse 22. Verse 22, And behold, a woman of, of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Look down to verse 25. Then then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Then down to verse 27. And she said, truth, Lord. Yes, I am a dog. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. All three times she said, Lord, Lord, Lord. She knew who he was. She knew he was God and she, she appealed to two things because of who he was. First of all, his name and his reputation. Uh, he had a reputation for doing miracles. He had a reputation for having power. He had a reputation for compassion. You know, there's several times when the scripture talks about he, he, the fact that Jesus saw the multitudes and was moved with compassion she knew that she knew that he was a compassionate and loving god um, she she uh, and because of that reputation she came to him um she also knew his kindness she knew his nature um, she knew that that god's crumbs are better than anything the world of flesh and the devil can can dish out the the crumbs of god are superior to, to any main dishes that any of those other things can give her. And she understood that. Um, look, down in verse, um, look down in verse 27. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Uh, she agreed with his words. And she took them personally. And she took them personally in a, in a right way. She took what looked like an attack and looked like an insult against her and, and, and saw a promise in it. She said, yeah, that's right. I am a dog. And you know what? She, she said the dogs uh, even get the crumbs from the rich man's table. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just asking for some crumbs. And, and because of her faith, she saw God even in the negative stuff. I mean, again, anyone else would call that an insult. Anyone else would call that a slap in the face. But she looked at it. She agreed with it. She says, you're right. (laughs) I'm a dog. You're right. I'm a mess. But listen, even the dogs get the crumbs. So faith sees, even in the negative stuff, sees what God can do and sees the promises of God. And then Then the the, the last thing she knew is she knew what he could do. She knew what he could do. One of the reasons why she persisted was because she knew that he was her daughter's only hope. There was nothing else that could help her. If he didn't help her, nothing would. Uh, There's there's no opposition uh, from the disciples that could have dissuaded her from, from pursuing him. Uh, even, even if the opposition came, not from the disciples, but even from Jesus himself, she went ahead and, and continued. There are times when in our lives, we'll come to God, and I, I, I've had this happen. I'm sure you have. You've been saved for very long. I've come to God, and the heavens are brass, and I'm getting no answers, Uh, One of our men made a comment here within the last few weeks said, you know, I've been lately, uh, I've been reading my Bible and it's been dry. I really haven't gotten much out of it. I I, I really believe God does that to us from time to time just to see how persistent we are, just to see how much we, we believe that he could change the situation or he could give his strength in the situation. When Paul got the thorn in the flesh, he asked three times for the Lord to remove it. And the answer came back, my grace is sufficient for thee. In other words, no, I'm not gonna remove it, but I'll give you the strength so that even though it's painful and even though it's difficult, I'll give you what you need to get you you through it. And uh, uh, she, because of that, because she had that belief, in what he could do. Uh, she didn't quit. I remember we had an evangelist here years ago uh, that came through and he made a, uh, he talked about how it, it seems at times that God is hiding from us. And uh, uh, we, we look for God in this situation, in that situation we can't find him. And uh, he uses an example when, uh, when, when uh, uh, he was gone on a long trip and his, his kids were gone to school, when they come home, if he was home, sometimes he didn't meet them at the door. Sometimes he didn't meet them in the living room. Sometimes he went and hid in the closet. And they would come home and they'd see that the car was there, but they'd say, well, Mom, where's Dad? She says, I don't know. You'll have to go find him. And so they went through the whole house just fervently looking for him. Finally, uh, they got close to where the closet was. He threw open the door, and he comes out, and uh, they're surprised. They come over. They give him a big hug. They're gladder to see him than than if they would have been had he been standing right there in the door when they came home. Why? Well, because he made it a little difficult for them, and sometimes God does that for us. Sometimes God allows us to have some difficult times and and we don't see him right away. But the bottom line is this, we know what God can do. And and, And the more you understand your God and the more you understand what he's capable of, the greater faith you'll have. You know, one of the questions, and I asked I asked this of you this morning, but I've I've asked it of myself often. You know, what is it What does it take to get us to quit? What does it take to get us to throw up our hands and say, eh, "Enough of this! Enough of this praying! Enough enough of this Christian life!" Um, sometimes. You know, we get the hypocrisy of others. Sometimes there's offense. Sometimes we get discouraged and disappointment. Will any of those things cause you to stop and stop pursuing? It didn't stop her because again, she knew who he was. And she wasn't gonna let anything get in her way. I mean, she was, she was a persistent woman. And, and and that persistence was really caused by the fact that she knew what who God was and what he was capable of. So if, if you look at if you look at her great faith, this is what her great faith came from. It came from a humble, surrendered spirit. She knew who she was. She was a dog. It came from a dire need. She had a need, and she knew. That she had that need. By the way, I don't care what day goes by; you need God. Uh, if you're, whether you're in the middle of a crisis or not, you need to understand. You need. We got a song we sing. I need Thee every hour. We do. We really do. And you know, we sing the song, and sometimes we sing it laxadaisically, But the bottom line and the truth of the matter is, we desperately need our God. We're living again. We're living in a, in a. A day and age, uh, this, last, this last year and a half, I've been, I've been hit with, with more difficult questions. What do we do about this? What do we do about that? What, what about this? Should I come to church? Should I stay home? Should I do this? Should I do that? Um, you know what we need? We need his wisdom. We need his wisdom every single day. And uh, uh she had a dire need and she knew that. That great faith came from a humble surrendered spirit, came from a dire need. It came from knowing who Christ was. He was God, and knowing what he was capable of. And and again, her her great faith that she had caused her to persist. Uh and and as a result of that whole thing, God gave her, God gave her a blank check. God gave her a blank check. He just, he, just, he just came to her and says, whatever you will, whatever you want, it's yours. Now, if you think about it, you might, you might be here this morning, and the question I'd like to ask you is, do you know for sure that if you die today, you go to heaven? Because you see, that whole thing is a faith matter. Um, in order to have the faith in god to believe that he'll save you you've got to you got to believe the same type of thing that the the woman believed when when i got saved back in 1969 i trusted jesus christ as savior I, i had to have a humble heart i had to have a humble spirit i had to realize i was a sinner and that i was a mess i had to to know that i had a dire need my need was i needed forgiveness And the reason why I needed forgiveness is if I didn't get it, I was going to die and go to hell for all eternity. Um, My works couldn't save me. My church attendance couldn't save me. My, you know, my obeying the Ten Commandments, being a good kid, being a good son, uh, couldn't save me. None of that stuff could save me. I couldn't save myself. That's the, the dire need. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Two kinds of death in the Bible, physical death and spiritual death. If a person dies and their sins are not forgiven because they have not come to Christ as Savior, they die and go to hell for all eternity. Bible teaches that very, very plainly and very, very clearly. The, 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 the third thing that I had to realize was I had to know who Christ was. He's God. He, he was and he is and always will be God. And he died for my sins, according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And all I simply needed to do was to go and believe that and then call out to him and ask him to be my savior. You know, the the fourth thing she did was was she knew what he was capable of. He could save her. She couldn't, she couldn't do anything to remedy her condition, her daughter's condition. And I'm sure she probably tried those things. You know, nothing is said in Scripture. But you know what it's like when you have problems in the family like that. And if someone has an illness, man, you do everything that you can to, to, to help the individual because you love them. Well, uh, she, I'm sure she tried it all. And finally she decided, look, the only, the only answer is Jesus. Well, I, you know, I, honestly, I, I thought about salvation from the time that I was, I thought about eternity from the time I was eight years old until the day I got saved. On and off, not constantly, but, but often. And uh, I finally came to the conclusion, listen, I'm a sinner on my way to hell, and the only way I can go to heaven is by crying out to God for mercy and asking him to save my soul and give me eternal life. I did that. Uh, February 20th, 1969, was right around 1 o'clock in the morning. And I asked the Lord to save me. And he did. He saved me. And uh, uh, if you have not yet trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, may I tell you, that is your greatest need right now. You might think you have financial problems, that you might think you have health problems, family problems, uh, employment problems. But, you know, nothing is as great as the problem of sin. Um, I have a, I was telling you, I had a uh, death in our family here just recently, it was last week. I've got a, a, I had a nephew, 57 years old. I'll tell you what, at almost 70 years old, 57 looks awful young, you know? And I think it is, honestly. Um, he had some, some uh, uh, bleeding ulcers, and he ended up uh, having an attack and It killed him yeah, the bleeding ulcers ended up ended up taking his life uh, That's a, that's an awful thing. I'll guarantee you when he got up that morning He did not think but before the end of the day that he was going to enter into eternity You most of us don't think of that those kind of things but the truth of the matter is our life is even as a vapor in fact when they were telling me what What had happened, that verse came into my mind. Your life is even as a vapor, which appeareth for a little time, vanisheth away. Um, You have no guarantees. So, if you are here this morning and you've not yet trusted Christ as Savior, uh, I'm going to implore you, I'm going to beg you, don't let another day go by without getting that thing settled and settled for all eternity. And then you're here this morning and you're saved. Let me ask you something. How would you describe your faith? You know, every one of us can have what this woman had. Every one of us can have great faith. You got to have a humble spirit. You got to be surrendered. You, you've, you've got to realize that you need Him desperately. You, you need to, to know who Christ is and what He's capable of, and believe. That he'll be strong in your behalf. Uh, again, we're living in a day and age where, where the Bible calls it perilous times. That means dangerous. dangerous times. Do you know what? Uh, no times are too dangerous for somebody who has great faith. The great faith in the great God can see you through. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I want to ask you a question and the question is simply this if you died today right where you sit are you absolutely positive that you go to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ and for the right reason because you can look back to a time when you realize you're a sinner you realized that your sin deserved hell And you realize the only way you could go to heaven is by putting all your faith and all your trust in Jesus Christ. You called out to him for mercy, you believed on him, and he saved your soul. And you're sitting in the pew this morning with your sins forgiven on your way to heaven, not because of you, but because of what Jesus Christ did for you when he saved you. If that, that's your case this morning, I wonder if you'd just raise your hand. Heads bowed, nice closed. But raise your hand as a testimony. Say, here's, here's my hand. I know for sure if I die today that i go to heaven because I've trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. All right, thank you. Put your hands down. How many of you would be just as honest and say, you know, I couldn't raise my hand that time, but I'll raise it now and ask you, preacher, would you pray for me? I won't I won't point you out. I won't I would embarrass you for the world, but I counted a privilege to be able to pray for you Because I Used to be years ago right where you are right now. I didn't know for sure And that was my greatest need Just by an uplifted hand you'd say preacher. Here's my hand pray for me. I'm not I'm not positive about that thing I don't know for sure if I die to go to heaven and I'd I know I need it, would you pray for me? All right, you're here this morning and you're saved. That's good, but where's your faith? Do you have great faith? And, And here's another question, do you desire it? Do you want it? Well, you can have it as long as you humble yourself, as long as you see your need. As long as you understand who Christ is and know what he's capable of. Father, we pray this morning that you would speak to our hearts and show us the, the necessity in these perilous times of having great faith. Lord, uh, I am so thankful for the Syrophoenician woman And the reason why she was so persistent was because she believed you so much. The reason why she didn't take offense was because she had a humble spirit. And Lord, pride never accomplishes anything with you. Lord, there might be someone here this morning that does not know Christ as their Savior. Lord, my, my prayer for them today is that you work on their hearts and help them to see that the greatest need that they have today is to trust you as savior pray for those that are here that are already saved that maybe are shaken a little bit in their hearts maybe because of things that have happened recently things that they've seen things they've experienced they're discouraged pray lord that that this morning they would determine that They would have a humble spirit before you. They would realize who you are, what their need is, and what you're capable of. And Lord, just give it to you. We pray that you'd have your will and your way in this invitation. Lord, please work in hearts and help us to have a desire. And that desire would be to have great faith. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's all stand